0: Uh, it's a perfect song to start class with today. Not to us, right? you got to love that. I think it's Psalm 115. Not to us, but to your name be the glory. Um, let me open with a word of prayer, and we're literally just going to like go for it, okay? And uh, dive in. we got a, a full day today. I want to try and get as much in as I can before break. Um, remember, I'm not here tomorrow um, so tomorrow will be a work day for you so I've made it very clear to this uh, workday catch up on your homework that you need to get done start chipping away at your midterm right Monday we'll watch a documentary by Nat Geo on Tolkien it's a good documentary there's some notes that you can take in your workbook if you want to just sit back and enjoy the Nat Geo awesomeness alright Tuesday we will start great divorce I will Bring your books, and we're just going to kind of get the gears spinning on great divorce and the story of that, and then your midterm will be that block day, okay? That'll be good. Sweet. All right. Um, let me pray. Lord, uh, thank you for the opportunity to be here today. It's a gift and a privilege and an honor. Thank you for the invitation to, uh, from Paul to just demolish strongholds destroy arguments and pretense that come against you and and the truth that you are and i pray that we would maybe even be able to separate ourselves a little bit from our arguments against you so that the arguments can be destroyed and we don't get destroyed with it i uh, pray for clarity and pray you help me to think clearly as i teach and shepherd us through these discussions and just bless our efforts to honor you today with this uh, thank you for the gift of what lewis has written down and we get to stand on that and more importantly stand on your word pray all this uh, for your glory right not to us but to your name be the glory and in your name jesus amen okay uh we had already looked a little bit at some of the arguments right we read second corinthians 10 1 through 5 the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. And so we took on that math equation to start. And then the next one that's in the workbook is All Sin is Spoiled Goodness. right? All sin is warped good is how I say it. It's warped and twisted goodness. right? We've already talked about that a ton. right? Um, I just want you to see where it is. It's uh, page 48 to 44 in The text I have it right there in the workbook I think the key to that one before we jump into the big free will debate the key to that one is that goodness is so to speak itself badness is only spoiled goodness and there must be something good before it can be spoiled that destroys monism I mean I love the yin yang and there's plenty of yin yang to go around right but yin yang says that the bad and the good are what equal and really one and the same thing. What does this say? Good. every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of life. In the beginning, God created and it was what? Good or very good. Does that make sense? Period. So God makes what? Good things for himself and for what? For us. <laughs> but period, right? This is going to lead into our next thing on free will. Does God make sickness? Does God make disasters? Does God make evil? No. So you got to be really careful when you're like, Oh, well, it's God's will. God made me sick so I can learn something. I would never do that to my daughter. I'm an okay dad. He's a good father. He would never make you sick just to teach you something. The evil... Health comes from God. Everybody catch this? Our health comes from God. Sickness is spoiled. Health. Do we see that? Well, that's the enemy's work, right? Beauty comes from God. The destruction of that beauty, the twistedness of the beauty, is the enemy's work. Order and, and um, things living in community come from God. Chaos is the enemy. Got it? Are we tracking there? Okay. Now, what I had been saying all semester is that all sin is warped good. So let's see if we caught it yet. And we're going to catch it even more with Create Divorce and Lord of the Rings in particular. Because I said it like in Lord of the Rings, all of the evil is warped good. I just listened to the part with the ants two days ago. And Treebeard himself says, oh, yeah, yeah. Sauron wanted to make something like the ants, and he really can't. He can't make anything like that, so all he could do was make trolls. They're rocks. They're dumb. They're strong. But Treebeard says, yeah, but trees are stronger than rocks. You have to think through that before. Now remember, you're riding down the sidewalk and your bike hits a big bump in the sidewalk. Why? Because what are the tree roots doing? Breaking it. <laughs> and I'm a rock climber, and what are half the cracks in the rocks from? Tree roots separating the rocks. Or water. Water is stronger than rock. He was like, you go ice climbing? I'm like, yeah, water stronger than rock. How do we get the Grand Canyon? Water. Yeah, <laughs> right? And so and it was this beautiful, right? Like, and rock's great. But I think in Lord of the Rings, the evil thing is a rock, the good thing is a living tree that has a relationship and it's communicable and wise and deep and rich so the premise here is when you go off to college and you're thinking oh man those guys get to sin but I'm a Christian so I can't sin how does this apply if you're like oh I just wish I could sin it's not fair but I can't because I'm a Christian you're worried about missing out on life because you can't sin come on What's the language here? Nobody? Are we catching it? Like I need a little feedback. Are we catching it? What do you mean the language? Well, the language of how would you respond to that? Thank you. How do you respond to someone who's like, yeah, but I'm a Christian, so I can't go do that because it's sin? So They're feeling like they're missing out on something because they wish they could sin. I mean, they, can't. they can sin, but why would they not? Are you missing out? No. <laughs> You're never missing out when you, when you can't sin. Does that make sense? Actually, whenever you're sinning, you're always what? Missing out on something that's what? Better. See what's going on. Does that make sense? And so I, I would love for some of you to own that. It's worth another three or four minutes right now. Because if we could own that concept, why sin? Do you have to? And if you're like, well, but my sinful nature, your sinful nature is dead. <laughs> it's been crucified. Dead things don't really have control over you. So don't use that. Why sin? It's fun. Yeah, because we think it's fun. But what's more funner than sin? More funner is the stuff that what? Yeah, well, doing what God gives us. God, Jesus' way is the best way to live, right? So whenever we sin, we're missing out. If we think that sin is fun, well, guess what's more fun than the sin? Doing it God's way. And if you're like, no, it's not, you are believing what? A lie. Right? And so am I, <laughs> whenever I do that. Fair enough? Yeah? When you say that like, our sinful nature is dead, uh, then like, if that's the case, then does that mean temptation is dead? Because then, like, still have desire. Oh, there's tons of temptation. There's all that kind of stuff. But is it your nature to sin? Why? It's dead. Read Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8. I think it's 54 times it says you're dead, 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 dead. Your old self is dead. Your old self is dead. Dead, 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 like, is there the nature? Like, it actually is dead, so we're doing necromancy. We're bringing it back to life when we go back to our sinful nature. That's the language that Paul's using. What about the unconscious? Yeah, so what do we have to do? Ask God to do what? Renew our minds, right? See what's going on? This is part of the journey. Right? But why did Jesus not sin? Because he was God. Well, you have that same spirit in you, right? So why did Jesus not sin? He saw sin. Why didn't he sin? Yeah, he's like, I don't want to sin. Sin's dumb. It brings death. I'm not going to sin. Right? So he was what? Aware of sin and then chose not to do it. Can we, we have the mind of who? Christ. Yeah, we have the mind of God. We have the mind of Christ. Right? But we cannot live a sinless life. Why not? Because we're not God. Like, we can't, like, that's book. Like, he is the only perfect person. Yeah, but could he empower you to choose not to sin yeah, for the rest like, of your uh, life? Yeah, but I'm... Who told, you, who told you this? Where is it in the Bible? Find it in the Bible. I'm just like saying that like... No, no, no. Who told you that you can't sin? That you're going to have to sin? Like I can choose So don't listen to yourself. Like is God telling you that you're going to have to sin the rest no, of your life? like I still... Like we're not perfect. So like we cannot... Well, I agree that, that. I agree that we're... I agree that I'm not perfect. But I'm not going to sit here and believe a lie that I can't choose not to sin. Yeah. That I'm playing victim. Yeah, but I think there's a difference between like striving to choose not to sin and, and thinking perfect. you can be perfect. Yeah, I agree. But let's not, but, but don't condemn yourself to having a sinful life the rest of your life. No, I know, no, okay. but like I'm not like going to beat myself up than trying to be the perfect thing. That oh, I no, can't. don't do that because can you do it? No. But it's God in you? Yeah. And can God enable you to do so it? So, like, yeah, when the okay. comes, like, there's all, but, like, you can't, I, if I think that way too much, then I'm going to probably get really okay. frustrated. If you, oh, I agree that you could get frustrated if you think that you're not going to sin, per se, but at the same time, if you think you're going to sin, you probably what? Will. Okay, great, so you can think that if you want. You see what's going on there? We've, we've believed all this language over the fact that, well, I'm a sinner, so I guess I'm just going to sin now because that's what sinners do. You're not a sinner. You're a saint. You have the mind of Christ. You're transferred to Christ's kingdom. Your old self is dead. So what can we start doing? If the Son has set you free, you're what? Free indeed. And It's not about trying harder. It's about allowing God to work in us and through us. Does that make sense? Yeah yeah because if we believe I'm pushing on that one a little bit because I used to believe I used to think this way I'm trying not to anymore because if I think I'm going to sin then I probably what probably will versus I'm going to start thinking I'm a saint and when I do sin I'll say I'm sorry and repent of it right but I'm not going to believe this as well I just I'm going to have to sin you know like not that you guys were doing that per se but you you said a little bit of the language there like well we're not perfect so I guess I'm just going to sin no, no, no. That old self is dead. That way of thinking is dead. We have a new way of thinking. Let's walk in the freedom we've been given. Let's give it a shot. Yeah? And when we mess up, we say we're sorry. But yeah, it would be foolish arrogance to think I'm never going to sin because I'm awesome on one hand. right. On another hand, if I don't start thinking that I am awesome and that God can equip me to not sin, I'll probably just start, keep falling into sin because I think that I can't do it. Does that make sense? Like, I've got, there's a paradox, I think, in that one. Yeah. Do you think if we ask God to help us sin, he would ever say, or help us, like, never sin again, would he ever say yes to that? That's what I think we're supposed to be asking. Dear God, please help me to never lie again. Help me to never lust again. Help me to help me to be free from the sin. You died on the cross, I can be free to sin. Help me to be free from sin. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Awesome, let's do I, it. I don't think he would say yes to like never sinning, like ever again. Why? Are you going to sin in heaven? No. Okay, so what's your? what did he tell you to pray? My Father, yeah. who art in okay. heaven, hallowed be thy name. Yeah. Thy, thy come. Will be Where? As so is it his will for you to not sin? Yeah. And will you sin in heaven? No. So you're supposed to pray for his will, which is to not sin, and you're supposed to pray for heaven to come here. Right? Cool. Go team. <laughs> right? Like, let's do it. See, you guys, We're I, I'm so glad we're processing a little bit, right? Some of us are stuck in the cave, aren't we? This cave of shadow where we've believed, I'm a sinner. We're not. You guys aren't sinners. You're what? To the sinners in Ephesus. Is that how he starts his letters? No, what does he say? Come on. To the saints in Ephesus. To the saints in Philippi. We're what? No one's going to say it? We're saints, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Like, we're saints. You're a child of the king. You're not a child of darkness. You've been adopted, ransomed, set free, pulled out of your cage, pulled out of the cave. Now, when we think like that. I'm saying we, you guys. I, you guys, I'm one of you. I went here. I've been on the journey. That's part of why I'm so passionate about it right now. Is That's why I, we studied Allegory of the Cave. We've got to do what? Clean up our thinking, right? We're de- Right now, this is the beauty of it. We are demolishing these arguments, aren't we? Because <laughs> you guys are bringing a lot of arguments against it right now, and how's it going? And then, by the way, is it me? What have I just been quoting back at you this whole time? It's been scripture, 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 scripture. None of it's been me except for maybe a little bit of logic piecing it together. Yeah? Now, I'm on that journey too, right? Like, (laughs) I still have to confess and pray that I can be the man who God made me to be, and I'm not there. But if I don't believe I can be there until I get to heaven, might as well just wait. Does that make sense? No, no. I want to be the man he made me to be tomorrow, who treats my wife with dignity and respect and love and honor and treats my students with dignity and respect and honor and teaches well and has a clean heart and a clean mind and a pure spirit. Right? I want to be that guy. I know I'll be that in heaven, but wouldn't it be great right, right about this? Wouldn't it be great to be that now? Right? But see, that's what Jesus was saying. The kingdom of God, that kingdom is where? Yeah. Upon us, within us. That's the message. And by the way, isn't that good news? That's good news, right? What I think we've been holding on to is, hey, you're a sinner. Is that good news? <laughs> Not really. It's true news. But is it good news? No. And although it's true that I sin. The good news is is I don't have to. It doesn't mean that I won't, it just means I don't have to, right? Go team. Anybody, can I get an amen, or like anybody? All right, thanks for pushing back a little bit. Does that help, any questions on that? Yeah, it's like, shoot, <laughs> let's do it, yeah? Like that's part of what I want to even take it one step further. We're asked to be like who, you guys? Yeah, wait. We're asked to be like God. No, we already what? You already are God. You're in the image of God. And then our example is not Superman. It's not Gandalf. It's not Harry Potter as cool as or Dumbledore. It's not Galadriel, who oh, she's awesome, <laughs> or Eowyn, or Wonder Woman, right? It's not. Killer girl with the you know the red hair and brave, right? Like. It's not all of those super awesome people who's our model. Jesus! <laughs> do you guys understand that? Like we're asked to be like Jesus. It would be silly. Silly, foolish, actually ready, abusive of me to teach you to be like Jesus if we actually what? Can't. If we yeah, if we actually can't do it, it would be I would be a teacher who would be abusing you. I should be fired if I'm asking you You guys that would be like me asking you to jump over this trying to train you to jump over the school we, we like we're training for that and training for it if you couldn't do it I'd be a jerk does that make sense so our call is to be like Jesus who was without sin pure loving gracious powerful right Are we good? Are we doing okay? It's kind of quiet. I I can't catch the barometric pressure in the room. We haven't even done the free will thing yet, so (laughs) here we go. All right. So let's do this. Let's contextualize it in this. All sin is warped good. So all this stuff about being sinners and stuck in sin and choosing sin is a warped version of the good news, which is you're free from sin. You're a child of God. Jesus is your older brother. We can be like him here and now, not just later. We get. So when we head off to college, why sin? At that in that context, why go sin? It's almost kind of dumb, isn't it? Like, what are we doing? Why would we do that? We're totally missing out. I was three weeks and three weekends ago. I was with a bunch of people. And in the group, there were several people who were getting drunk and they were encouraging me to come on. I'm like, now, did I have to do that? Well, I'm a Christian. That's why I don't want to get drunk. Did I do that? No. Why didn't I want to get drunk? So to your yeah, like I'd rather have fun um, being sober <laughs> <laughs> and and aware and remembering what I did and in control. Does that make sense? So it's not like I was like, oh, I wish I could get drunk, but I can't because I teach it at Christian school. Oh, no. I was like, no, I don't even want it. Like, it was just dumb, <laughs> right? Have way more fun not being drunk. Does that make sense? I wasn't missing out on anything. And did I have to condemn them? Oh, they, want, they want to do that, whatever. That's their issue. I, I'd just rather not because I don't want to. It's just not fun. It's more funner to remember the party that I was at, <laughs> right? Well, let's move on. Real quick, i got to give you two things for this one, and then let's do free will. That'll be fun. we got an hour to do free will. Um, Could you, you guys just asked this one, could you for the rest of your life tell the truth all the time? Not in your own power, but empowered by the Holy Spirit, could we always tell the truth? Yes. So if, from this point on, we always told the truth, would a lie exist for you? Would, Would a lie exist? If you're always telling the truth, would there be any lies for you? No. Ready? What? They could lie to you, but for you. So how about this? What if everybody chose to tell the truth and nobody lied? Would a lie exist? No. The potential for a lie would exist, but would a lie exist? No. Can a lie exist without the truth? Come on. Yeah, let's track on that. So do we need the lie to have the truth? No, 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 no. The truth can exist without a lie. But can a lie exist without the truth? See what's going on? Truth is fine by itself. It doesn't need evil. Could we all be healthy and nobody gets sick? Wouldn't that be great? So do we need we need the sickness to know what it feels like to be healthy? Uh, no. <laughs> we don't need sickness. Health can exist without sickness. But can sickness exist without health? No. Can we all have perfect, uh, how about bananas? The perfect bananas, they're all perfect bananas. No nasty, bruised, squishy, old bananas. Would that Could that exist? Yeah, but can you have a squishy, old banana without a good banana? See what's going on? You can't have rotten apples without good apples, but you can have good apples without rotten apples. It's a big deal. No more dualism. No more monism. It's done. Does that make sense? We've just moved past that. Unless you want to call the fuzzy, rotten, brown, furry apple good. Go for it. (laughs) Uh, No, thank you. Let's do free will. Let's do free will. Page 122. Let's all go to page 122 in the workbook and page 47 in the textbook. All right. I'm going to lean in. I've got a little video clip to show us here in a second. But I call it the free will parfait, and Lewis says this, Christians believe an evil power has made himself for the present prince of this world. And, of course, that raises a problem. Is this state of affair in accordance with God's will or not? If it is, he's a strange God, you will say. If it's not, how can anything happen contrary to the will of a being with absolute power? I agree. Hmm. This is the free will debate. I'm just going to jump right into it. Many people struggle with the fact that there is a good God who allows evil. I'm not going to make you raise your hand. I know there's people at this school who wrestle with that. I have wrestled with that greatly. Okay, I have people who I know and love who have been raped. Right. I've even talked with the people who have done the raping. So I've, I've been in the mess. Okay. I know people who I love dearly, who have suffered horrible, atrocious abuse, okay? So I'm sharing that with you just so you know I'm not just trying to teach about this. I've what? I've had to live through the hell of pain and suffering on this earth. Fair enough? So out of that, as your philosophy teacher, I've had to process this out. It's not something far away. It's very near and dear. Okay. And so the question is, how can a loving, all-powerful God allow evil? Here's the first point. Does he allow evil? Yes or no? Is there evil in our world? Yes. Yeah, okay. Here's the key. Does an atheist have to deal with evil? Yes. Does a monist have to deal with evil? And does an idealist have to deal with evil? So is this just a hard question for Christians? No, the atheist still has to deal with the fact that there's rape. <laughs> they just call it random, cause and effect, meaningless, non-moral human behavior. I'm not sure that helps. <laughs> what does the monist have to say about rape? It's good and part of God. <laughs> Sorry, I struggle with. That. I don't even have to talk about. I don't even want to talk about that. Right? What does the Buddhist say about all the suffering? What does the idealist say about all the suffering? It's not, real. it's not real. Because it's part of this world. Does that make sense? Tell the person who's dying of cancer that their cancer is not real. You can. I'm not going to. Right? Fair enough? So the other worldviews still have to deal with this. The Christian one is tricky, though. Let's make sure we get this. Okay? So ready? I want to set the stage. Boom! A sophomore comes into my room. He's got a broken nose. Blood is pouring out of his nose. He's holding his ear because... I'm, everything's okay. <laughs> holding his ear because he's been punched in the ear and he's hobbling with his leg. All right, And then he flops down here. Dominguez! Dominguez! Help! And now what do you guys want? Juniors or seniors are beating him up? Junior, Junior of course. You. So, the, so the other juniors come in the room and they jump on him and they're BAM! 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 Crack! You hear another thing break. And I'm doing what? I'll just stand here and watch. What would you say about Mr. D? Be really honest. She don't care. I don't care. Come on, keep going. That's it. That's all you're going to say. A lot of you think I'm a good teacher, and if that happened, am I a good teacher? No, why did the guy come to my room? For what? Help, It came to Mr. D for help. And I just did what? Watched. How do you think that sophomore will feel about me? If some of you are starting to imagine actually get into the question here. Like I want you to get into the question. We're not gonna beat around the bush. That sophomore might hate me for good reason, because he came to me for help, and I just did what? Yeah. Okay. Go there. People go to God for help in pain and suffering, and does he allow it? Yeah. I want you to even go even further. His name is what? Emmanuel, which means he's where? Right there. Got it? Like do we get it? This is really hard. Because if you guys saw me stand by and watch and not do anything, most of you would be disgusted, you'd be angry, you wouldn't want to be in my class anymore and you wouldn't trust me. Some of you might even hate me for that, right? Do we understand how some people feel about God? Yes, okay, let's go there. (laughs) Right, now it's just a bullying situation which is horrible enough, right? let alone some of the other atrocities like torture and abuse that go beyond getting pummeled physically. There's other things that people add to physical abuse like sexual abuse and the verbal abuse and the spiritual abuse. And so that's bad enough and it even gets worse out there. And God watches, stands there and doesn't stop it. Do anybody understand our dilemma? Okay, we good. All right. So how can he be good if he could he could I have stopped it? Yeah, what would a lot of you have done? You would have jumped up and stopped it. Right. And I'm just standing here. Woo. Okay. So now that we're in it, what do we do with that? As Christians, this is the problem of evil in our world. Okay. Here's the thing Is it God's will for evil to happen? We already talked about no. Is it God's will for sickness? Some of you need to hear that one. It's not God's will. He doesn't like will us to be sick. Is there any sickness in heaven? No. So it's not his will. Okay. Is there an evil being, Satan, right? Is there an evil angelic being who was good? Everybody catch this. Lucifer was what? A good angel who is now a warped angel. Does he hate God? Does he hate us? And is he powerful? Does he use that power to destroy and hurt? Yes. Does God let him? read Job. Does God let him? Yeah. So did God hurt Job? No. Did Satan hurt Job? Yes. Are we tracking? Are we good? Does God allow that? Yeah. So what the heck? How can God, who is loving and kind, allow evil? We've got to figure this out. A lot of us don't understand it because we don't understand free will, okay? So we got 40 minutes to process this, and I want to give you what I call the free will parfait, okay? So let's lead into this. There's going to be layers. I want to strongly encourage you. I can't make you do it, but I want you to try to draw a picture of a parfait or draw layers in the parfait. We're going to watch Shrek right now to chill the mood out for a second because it's really intense when we're talking about bullying and rape. So let's watch Shrek. To help us understand what I'm trying to get at, because ogres are like onions, right? They have what? Layers. They have layers. And so free will is like an onion. It's got what? Layers. Free will is like a parfait. Everybody loves parfait, right? Oh my gosh. Are we good? Ready? By the way, who's seen Shrek? The rest of you need to go do what? Mm -hmm. See Shrek, okay, (laughs) because it's awesome. Is that about right? You know what? By the way, what other fairy tale has a talking donkey? Mm-hmm. The Bible. Isn't that fun? Maybe there's a good <laughs> reason donkeys shouldn't talk. I don't get it, Shrek. Why don't you just pull some of that ogre stuff on him? You know, throttle him, lay siege to his haunches grind his bones to make you bridge. you know, the whole ogre trip. Oh, I know what? Maybe I could have decapitated an entire village and put their heads on a pike, cut a knife, cut open their spleen, and drink their fluids. <laughs> Does that sound good to you? Uh, it's like, uh, no, actually. No, not really. No. <laughs> okay, no, For your information, great. there's a lot more to ogres than people think. Example? Example. Okay. Um <laughs> ogres are like onions. <laughs> they stink? Yes. No. Oh, they make you crash. <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, you leave them out in the sun, they get all brown, start sprouting little white hairs. Hey? No! What, what? Layers! <laughs> onions have layers. Ogres have layers. Onions have layers? You get it. We both have layers. <sighs> oh, you both have layers. Everybody <laughs> smells oh. it. He's like... <laughs> you know, not everybody likes onions. <laughs> Cake! Everybody loves cakes. Cakes have layers. I don't care <laughs> what everyone likes. Ogres are not like cakes. You know what else everybody likes? Poffe. <laughs> Have you ever met a person you say, "Hey, let's get some let They say, "Hey, no, I don't like no poffe." Parfait. <laughs> Poffe's are delicious. No, <laughs> you dense, irritating miniature piece of burden! Ogres are like onions. End of story. Bye bye. See you later. See, that's your senior quote right there, right? <laughs> May be the most delicious thing on the whole damn planet. (laughs) How would they slide that in? in? Oh my gosh. I know. Wait, is it a kid's movie? I know. (laughs) Uh, Now we all notice it. All right. Oh, crack me up. Okay. Free will is like an onion, right? It stinks. Wait, no. (laughs) Makes you cry. Wait, no. All right. Parfait. So everybody draw a parfait. I gave you a little spot right there for layers. It says three. There's probably five or six, honestly, but I want you to take notes right now. This is essential for your understanding of Christianity. If you don't want to be a Christian, that's your choice. Then you at least need to know the Christian argument. Fair enough. Okay, so if you don't want it, that's fine. But I know that a lot of us struggle with this, and a lot of us don't have the language for it, so I'm doing the best I can. This is from Lewis. Okay. So, first layer, right? First layer is God has a will. He has a plan. Jeremiah, come on. You get this quote all the time. I know the plans I have for you. Plans for? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Good, right? And not harm. Plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future, right? God has what plans for us? Good plans. He bought us with a price. He's redeemed us. He handcrafted us. We are his poema. He has good things for us. That is his will. His will is for you to be healthy. His will is for you to be free free from sin. That's his will, right? Come on, right? Okay, good. So God's will. Now, God created beings who have free will. You don't have to like that. You actually don't have to believe it. But here's the next layer. Angels have the freedom to do what? As far as we can tell from Scripture, they can choose to do good or evil. Does that make sense? What would be God's will for an angel who is a servant? To do what? To carry out his will. Yeah, to carry out his will, to do good. They're ministering angels. It says it all over Scripture that they are, that's their job is to serve God. Some of those angels are what? Evil, and they're not doing that. Does that make sense? So God could make them serve him, but what is his will? His will is for them to choose to serve him. Everybody get this? you got to catch the layer here. So God has a good will for all of us. He wants us to serve him. He wants us to freely choose to serve him. Angels and humans. We're humans. We're going to focus on that. But it's important to know that there are angels out there who could choose to serve God, and they're what? Not. Right? So let's get it on the human level. C.S. Lewis uses a mess at a house. I come home today, Anna and Eli have been playing with Legos and their whole room is filled with Legos. And I say my will to them as a dad. My will, Anna and Eli, I want you to choose to clean up the Legos. So what's my will? For them to choose to clean up the Legos. Does that make sense? And Eli and Anna both say, No, we're not going to clean up the Legos. Did my will get done? No, and see, this is why we have to talk about this. No, and what was my will for them to have a what? A choice, and did they make a choice? So did my will get done? Yes, because they made a choice. Does that make sense? Now, my will was also for them to choose to do the Legos. Did they do that? No, but did my primary will of them choosing to clean up the Legos happen? Come on. Yes. And so is God's will for us to have a choice? Yes. So whenever we make choices, is his will being done? Yes. See what's going on? Now, do we always choose to do what he asked us to do? No. So is that part of his will being done? No. And if you're like, how could he have... Different types of wills. He does. It's just the way that it is. That's what comes with the package of free will, because watch what happens. If Eli's not cleaning up the Legos, which is my will for him to have a choice, and he chooses not to do it, and I go over to him, and I grab his hands, right? And I'm like, hey, Eli, you're going to clean up these Legos right now. And I'm like, scoop it, using his hands to scoop them into the bucket. Is Eli cleaning up the Legos? No, no. Who's doing it? I am. Now, catch this. So could I make Eli do what I want him to do? Yes, but then is Eli doing it? No, I'm doing it. So that we might as well be monists. Because that's what happens when God does everything for us. We don't have what? We don't have free will. So are any of us choosing to serve God if he makes us serve him? No. So you see what happens? This is why there has to be layers. The primary layer, you can do it how you want, the foundational layer or the primary layer, cherry on top or the brownie at the bottom, whatever you want, right? or the inside of the onion or the outside of the onion. You get to go whichever direction you want here. Primary layer, God has a will for us. Secondary layer, his will is for us to choose to love and serve and be good and to honor him and to be in a relationship with him. That is his will, to choose that. Well, because that is his primary will then we are free to choose or not choose which means there are going to be people and beings, angelic beings who don't do that part of his will. But when they choose not to do that, is his primary will being done? Actually, yes. Watch what happens take away the primary will, can you even do the secondary will? See, they're they're dependent on each other. That's the key to this, is you can't even make a choice if you take away the ability to choose. So that freedom creates an opportunity for humans to beat each other up. And if God always stopped that, then there'd be... You guys, come on, imagine this. Come on, do you want your parents following you around all day? Oh, bad choice. No, no. Bad, bad choice! Bad choice! Bad choice! Bad choice! Stop! 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 Bad choice! Literally, all day, they came in, they stopped you every time you're gonna make a bad choice. And some of you are like, that'd be so nice, and I wouldn't make any bad choices. You, seriously, you want them to follow you around all day, every day of your life, keeping you from making choices. No! Because there's no what there? There's no freedom, right? But that means that since your parents aren't following you around all day and God's not going, stop doing that evil thing. And you're like, I want to do it, but I can't. Like, <laughs> God's not making you make good choices. He's encouraging you. His spirit is nudging you. The Irish called him a wild goose because he's like, honk, honk, honk. stop, 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 doing it. stop, stop. Like, you have the conscience, right? But do you have to listen? No. Got it? So do we make evil choices? Yeah, insert side note. Some of you need to n- stop blaming God for the evil things that humans chose to do to you. Got it? Are we tracking? Now, you, you know, how about this? You don't have to stop blaming God. I want to encourage you. Stop blaming God for what jerks did to you. Now, we need to forgive these jerks, but it's not necessarily... God, who did it to you? <laughs> right? Fair enough. Right? Even though Job was at a point where he trusted God so much, it's like, God could kill me. I'll still trust him. Oh <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> like, whatever. Right? But you know what? Did God do all that to Job? Nope. Satan did. Maybe we should actually blame the enemy for all the crap instead of God. Right? but a lot of us want to blame God for not stopping it. Well, you and God need to figure that out, right? And we're going to get to that layer because most people stop where we just stopped. Is Do we now see why there is evil in this world? There's a free angelic being who does evil, and there are humans who are free to do evil, and they do it. Are we good? Are we, are we tracking? Yes? If God were to stop that, there would be no freedom, there would be no humanity, It would just be God with a bunch of little puppets. Do we want that? Okay. Questions so far? Should we watch Shrek again? What? I think that's like the third layer, right? Now there's two more important layers, I think. There's two more essential layers. So let's just get back into the text here. It is probably the same in the universe. God created things which had free will. That means creatures that can go either wrong or right. Some people think they can imagine a creature which was free but no possibility of going wrong. Uh, uh, Well, how? What is that? What's the freedom there? If a thing is free to be good, it's also free to be bad, and free will is what has made evil possible. Are we good? Please don't stop. This is the next layer. This is probably the cream filling, right? I don't know. This is like the custard filling layer. Why then did God give them free will? Because free will, though it makes evil possible, is the only thing that makes possible love or goodness or joy worth having. We're free to do good, and that makes it real. We're free to choose to love, and that makes the love what? Real. That's our next layer. Yes, free will makes evil possible, but it also makes good possible. It makes love possible. It makes a relationship possible. And that's awesome. Yeah. say that again? Like that sort of like you yeah can you can now, I'm not saying they're dependent on each other, but what he's saying is because of free will we can actually have love. Do we ever have to choose evil? No so there's always the potential for it right Does that make sense? that's, why, that's actually why that worked well to do that lesson right before this one. Okay. yeah in the Garden of Eden was there any sin? no, no but was there the potential to sin? Yeah. That's the key. yeah because there was freedom without freedom would they ever sin? But then they wouldn't be what? Free. free. They wouldn't be human. They wouldn't be able to choose to love God. So he gave them like one choice. <laughs> like, don't eat that tree. <laughs> okay. And then they do. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. So, like, in heaven, can we to sin? Well, that's a great question that I can't answer, but it sure is fun to chew on a little bit. Right? I mean, the really fun one is, is God free to choose to sin? And... Yeah, but Willie. He? He, yeah, he's, he's his, his exactly. Is so Willie, he's a free being, but will he do it? No. if he did, it would redefine. he's the thing it would redefine sin. Yeah. So that's just that's where we start getting into some really funky philosophy at that point because whatever God does is the standard. So if he changed it, no wonder he's a rock. But no wonder he's a free being. Thank you, paradox. Right? are we good. So free will makes good possible. It makes love possible. We will talk about that in just a second. But then some people like to stop there. And actually Lewis's argument does stop there. A world of automata creatures that work like machines would hardly be worth creating. The happiness which God designed for his higher creatures is the happiness of being freely, voluntarily united to him and to each other in the ecstasy of love and delight compared with which... The most rapturous love between a man and a woman on this earth is mere milk and water, and for that they must be free. Done. Do you see why theism is part of the worldview picture? Is there cause and effect? Oh, yeah, right? I'm fine with the materialism truth of cause and effect and matter and electricity. But without free will, then we're all just robots, right? And is there a spiritual realm? So, yes, we have spirit. Like, does that make sense? Like, we have to have those pieces together. But theism brings to the table... A distinction, freedom and free will. Here's the key. Of course God knew what would happen. Ready? Everybody circle it in your book or your workbook. If they use their freedom the wrong way. Did they have to? Do we have to use our freedom the wrong way? No, but do we? It's what we just talked about. Do we? Yes. And this is where you want to circle it. Apparently he thought it worth the risk. Was it? I think so many of you think so the person who just got horribly abused are they gonna think it's worth the risk no is it your job to convince them that it's worth the risk while they're in the hospital recovering Uh, please don't (laughs) not good time for that does that make sense because most people will say I wish I was never born I wish humans didn't have free will I hate the fact that I'm alive because evil can happen It wasn't worth the risk. God, why did you set up the world this way? Right? And is that legit? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's legit. That's what all of Job's friends were trying to convince Job of. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm not going to go there. 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 God is good. God is good all the time. God is good all the time. He's a good father all the time. (sighs) But evil sure does suck. (laughs) Right? Fair enough? Please, please don't stop at that layer. A lot of us stop there. See, and this is, you guys, part of why I'm adamant about this is I haven't had anybody else teach me this. I haven't heard sermons on it. I haven't seen it somewhere else. So I'm just trying to give it to you as best I can right now, right? Because there's another layer. Now, people talk about these layers, but in the context of it all being connected, I think it's really important. So ready? What's the next layer? Does God allow evil? Yes. Because of free will, it also means we can have real good. We'll talk about that in a second, right? Apparently he thought it worth the risk to allow evil. Ready? Last layer. This is the chocolate brownie at the bottom. Nice and gooey and solid. And I stand on this every day. He is a jerk if he allows evil but can't do what with it? fix it, redeem it, heal it. If he's going to allow the enemy to create sickness in our lives, then he better be able to do what with the sickness? If he's going to allow Satan to kill us, he better be able to do what? Yeah, save us and bring us back to life. If he's going to allow the enemy to do destruction and wreak havoc, God better be able to do what with all of that? Yeah, if he's going to allow the people who I love get raped, he better be able to do what with rape? Redeem it, heal it, and fix it. And ready, can he? Yes. Okay. <sighs> if he's going to allow all the evil on this planet, he better, I'm like, I'm saying, like, you better be able to fix this. And when I come to him, I'm like, you better be able to fix this. What does he say? He's like, hey, dude, I'm the king, man. I Chill. Not only can I fix it, I already went. I already did on the cross. He took all of our sickness, all of our pain. All, by his stripes, we are healed. Right? He took it all on himself. Not only did he just sit up there in heaven to fix everything, he came down here to fix it and then taught us to do what? Commissions us to go fix it. Like, oh, there's a reason to stick around. Let's go destroy the works of the enemy. Right? Yeah. Anybody? Now it's like, bring it. Right. And we get to through good therapy, through good hospitals, through good counseling, through healing prayer, through kindness, through love, through grace. The weapons of the kingdom destroy the works of the enemy. Anybody? How, is that making sense now? Yeah. Got a thought? We still have it, but we can do what with it? Give it to him and let him do what with it. See, that's the thing. I feel the pain. See, that's the thing. materialism is real, isn't it? Yeah. So did it actually happen? It hurt. It was real. But what can I do with the hurt? Give it to him and let him do what with it? Good with it. Whew. Yeah. And if he can't do good with it, then he, right? I'm going to say it. I'll be the guy to say it. Let the lightning come. If he can't redeem it, he shouldn't have let it happen, right? Anybody feeling that? Come on. Anybody? <laughs> right? Like he's a jerk. I'd be a jerk to let something happen that I couldn't fix, right? Especially if I were God. The beauty of it is is he's not a jerk. He's all powerful. He's all loving. He's all kind. He's with us in it and he's not going to take away free will, which means there's going to be evil and pain and suffering on this planet in the demonic, evil, spiritual realm that comes into the physical realm, and just people. (laughs) We don't need Satan anymore for there to be evil. People are just jerks to each other, right? But do we have some hope here? How much? A lot. We've got a lot of hope here. Right. And so I can go to my sister who is dying in some respects of five different diseases right now. And she's 33, I think, 34. She's an awesome teacher. And I pray and I pray and I pray that kingdom come, that kingdom come. And can God heal her from all that sickness today? I hope it is today. And I'll tell you after spring break that it happened. I hope. Right. Will she get a new body? Yeah. See, so I have the hope that if it's not today, maybe tomorrow. If it's not tomorrow, will it happen? Yes, because he will make sure that even though we die, we get new life. Even though we're sick, we get health. And we get to do it when? Now, not just later, if we want to be a part of that. You don't have to, right? But if you want to. Follow me is what he's like. Hey, I'm here. Let's go. Let's go kick some butt. right? Let's go kick some demon butt. Let's go kick sickness out of these people. Let's bring hope and release the captives. Like now, see how it's, now. It's like, ah, oh, that's making sense now. At least it does for me. Does that make sense? But I need that last layer. I need to know that if he's going to allow it to happen, if. No, since he. There's a chapter in a book that I just read by a Franciscan monk. Chapter three, I think it is the great allower. I'm like, "Oh, I don't want to read this chapter <laughs> cuz he's also the great allower. Does he allow all the evil?" Yep. Good thing he's the great healer. He's the great comforter. He's all powerful. Satan has lost his authority. Right. Okay. How are we doing? We got the layers Parfait? Everybody love parfait. Can you see why if we start pulling those pieces out, it gets really confusing, right? Is there evil? Well, yeah. Does God allow it? Yeah, I hate God. Whoa, whoa, whoa. But there's real love, you know, like, wait a second, there's real love, and there's real hope, and there's real joy, and there's real relationship. Oh, okay, I love God. But wait, there's evil. Well, good thing he can heal and redeem the evil. Ah, okay, now I'm starting to piece that all together and it's starting to make more sense. The other option was to not create humans who have free will, which, ready, real quick, are there other worldviews for that? If you don't want to believe the parfait on free will, do you have to? No, but real quick then, let's go to atheism. Yeah, you got to go. Let's go to atheism. We've got all the evil in the world, right? It's all still there. See, ya? it's all still there. We've just chopped out a loving God who can redeem it all. Ready? Go. Why do you go tell your friend in the hospital who's dying of cancer? This just sucks. Sorry. And the person who got raped, there's not a God to help you figure it out, so who's left? You. And some other people, humans, which are pretty good. Like, we're okay, right? But what if you don't have a good counselor? You just kind of what? Like, see, is it helpful? Then, by the way, does the atheist still have to deal with all this? See, that's the key to worldview. I'm not trying to bash atheism. They still have to deal with all the evil, don't they? There's just no God to help. And so now take it out, and now it's all random, meaningless evil. Does that help? And by the way, do we have to talk about the monism piece? It's just so awkward, isn't it? Yeah, you got a hand up. Yeah, I feel like the atheist can still redeem it. Yeah, how? Because like with cause and effect, you can say like, this painful cause led me to this effect. There you go, right? There so you it's go. like almost the same, but not. Like, yeah. You can't always redeem everything. That's the thing is in the materialism one the redemption comes from other cause and effect that work it out okay, Okay, cool, I think that's where we see it in Christianity don't we, is there some natural cause and effect, like I hit rock bottom, that really sucked, but it allowed me to do this, that's pretty cool without God, that can still all happen the beauty of it is, put God into the picture, and he's making it happen, he's part of the process of helping you redeem stuff, Mm -hmm. and it's not just your own power (laughs) you have God helping you, ah Right? See, so we don't have to negate the truths of materialism because we bring in the other truth that makes it even better. Does that make sense? The problem is with materialism, you're chopping out all that other stuff and you're just left with cause and effect. Yeah? So yeah, I'm not saying there's not hope in materialism. It's just all cause and effect hope. (laughs) So I'm hoping something good happens (laughs) because something bad just happened. Actually, a lot of people call that the wheel of fortune, not that game. Right, But how things are bad, things are good, things are bad, things are good. It's just part of cause and effect. Cycle, karma cycle as well, same type of thing. No, great point, great point. All right, questions. You guys have been great. This is a really heady, thick (laughs) lesson. I block out a block day for it to make sure we can chip our way through it. I'm not here to think that we're going to put, is there a pretty pink bow on the end of this? Like, yay. (laughs) There's still what? Evil and abuse and atrocities, right? They just didn't go away. I hope that we put at least hope into the picture. Yeah? At least hope. So let me do one last thing. we got to visit one more thing just to make it clear, and I want to give you language for it as a student heading off to school. Uh, Maybe he thought it was worth the risk. Apparently he thought it was worth the risk. Is it, come on, is it worth the risk? Bastion, you mind if I use you as an example? Are we okay? Now I do not know this guy's relationship status, right? We, we know each other well, but I don't know any girlfriends, stuff like that, so. Okay, but you, you, yes or no, I don't need to know. So it's not about that, right? So, but we'll kind of we'll, we'll surf the wave here if you don't mind, okay? Thanks for trusting me. So ready? And I don't know how you feel about junior-senior banquet. Here eh? eh? or there? Okay, well, let's say, let's say, you know what? Come senior year, we're going to put you at senior year. Okay, so senior year, there's this girl you've been holding out ever since, what, sixth grade? There you go, sixth grade. You've been holding out. You've been trying to get up the guts and the courage to ask her. You're going to have a great night. Hultrop and, you know, clink are like... Playing their magic. That's just gonna be a fun celebration to end off high school, right? You guys will probably like wear climbing stuff and then go climbing afterwards, right? Yeah. They, perfect, right? So that's gonna be the perfect night. Yeah. And you're gonna have a ball and she you get up the guts to finally ask her because she's that cool. Maybe it's actually the Oh yeah. yeah. Is it her? Yeah. I think it's her. There you go, the girl who just won nationals yeah. for rock climbing. There you go. You just saw her a couple weekends ago, and you're going to ask her to go, right? And so you ask her, and she says what? Yeah, yeah, she says yes. I mean, Who wouldn't say yes to this guy? Come on, seriously, right? Like, she wouldn't want to miss out on that. Yeah, fair enough. Right, and every girl's crazy about a sharp-dressed man, so you're looking sharp, and she's awesome, you know, and she's got her stuff on. You guys are looking good. You're doing your thing. It's going to be a great night, a great celebration, Yeah. How's everybody there? we all good? I want you to picture this as though it were happening and maybe even for yourself with somebody. You're so excited because you asked this person and they said what? That he said yes. They said yes and you're like... They picked me? Sweet. We're looking good. It's going well. You go through the evening. Afterwards, you do some crazy bouldering. You're having a great time, right? And then you, it's time to take her home. You got her in the car. You take her back to the house. You drive up the driveway. Get out of the car. You walk up to the front door. And you you then you let her go inside, right? Whatever. I'm not going to presume anything there. I'm <laughs> not going to tell that part of the story, right? And so she goes inside, and uh, you the door shuts, and you're like, that actually happened. That was incredible. It was better than you thought. You had high expectations. Yeah. Are we we good? So I don't think you're walking to the car now. You are floating back to the car. We're not even touching Earth anymore. We get in the car. Fist bumps or no? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Crank the tunes. Oh yeah. Whoa! No way! Right. And so you pull out of the driveway. Right. So are we there? We're yeah, good. We're, there. we're we're pulling down the street, and you look back up at the house, and there's this massive picture window in the front. And you see Dad come down the stairs, and so you slow down, and you're like, hmm? And then Dad pulls out his wallet, and he flakes out ten $100 bills. And he's like, hey, thanks. Cooper really needed that. Really appreciate you doing that for him. Kind of encourage him tonight. What? Does that change anything? It does? Why does it change anything? Why does it change something? She was what? It was fake. Yeah, it was fake. Why, because she she got paid to go with you? How's that feel? It sucks, doesn't it? Yeah. Is it, real quick. You guys, I I know we're talking about a banquet right now, but be there for a second. Did something change? For real? Yeah. (laughs) How would that feel if you found out that that happened? Which, it would never happen to you, no way. Or she'd take the money to go on an awesome climbing trip or something, but yeah. but like in that moment, did you feel all of a sudden, you're like, what? And what about it changed that made it drop? You thought she what? Was choosing to be with you, but really it was about what? Money. Dad and her like, set it up just to help little Gooper help little along, help that guy out, like what? Or even worse, if it was like your dad paying her off, it'd be like, oh, right? Like, shot through the heart, and you're too bad. All right, so, ouch, now do we get it? Can you guys imagine if I found out tomorrow that my wife was getting paid $1,000 a week to be my wife, and I never knew it? Would that change something? Yeah. Wait, would it? Okay, you guys, please, 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 don't miss it. It's been an hour. I know it's been a long class. Don't miss it as you head off for spring break. Don't miss this. Is it better to have someone freely choose you? Yes. Yes. Right? It's so much better. Is it worth the risk? Yeah, does that mean that some people are not going to get asked? So what we can do to solve all the pain at the banquets, which some parents have asked us to do, is to either cancel the banquet or we'll get the Hockets and the, the Bureks and the Bolts to all get together with Holtrop and Clinky, and they're going to pick your dates for you. That way everybody gets picked. Yeah. A- oh, yeah, because then nobody will be left out, right? That'll solve the – wait, real quick. Will that – hey, hey, come on. Will that-, will, that- will that solve the pain? It'll actually make it what? See? So we think we're going to solve the pain by saying, "God, take away the free will. There's so much pain. God, wait, you guys don't miss it. Hey God, there's too much pain here. So I want you just to fix it all by stopping everything and forcing everybody to do what does that work? It actually doesn't solve the pain. Right? And so yes, does it hurt to not get picked? Come on. That's real, hurt. But the reason why we're not getting picked is because people are freely choosing. (laughs) That's why it feels good when you do get picked. Does that make sense? And by the way, who did God pick? He picked who? Everybody, but if you don't take the offer, who's missing out? For God so loved only a few people. No, for God so loved the world, he picked everybody to come to his big old banquet in the sky. He picked everybody to marry him. He picked everybody to come to heaven. He picked everybody. So is he sending anybody to hell? No, but do you have to go to the banquet with him? No, will he force you to go? No, because then it won't be what? It won't be your choice. Actually, you guys take it further. Why does he save you by grace? Yeah, he wants you to be saved, but he's like, how easy is it to say yes? Do you have to do anything to earn it? No. Is what's crazy on that one? Because guess what? If he added stuff to that, like if you don't do this, this, or this, then you're going to go to hell, then you might say yes to him just so you don't go to hell. And then then he's kind of paying you off, isn't he? Does God want to pay you off and make you love him? Hey, do you, you guys, you got it with a banquet. Do you want someone to be paid off to go to a banquet with you? No. Does God want to pay you off to love him? No. So he's like, hey, I've cleaned it up. No more sin. You can all come to heaven as a free gift. Anybody want it? I'm not paying you off. Like, I took care of it all. I'm not paying you off. I just want to know if you want to love me or not. And do you have to? Nope. That's insane. I love that, right? Because he knows it's better if you choose to love him, not because you have to go to church and you have to do devotions and you have to serve the poor because then if I have to serve the poor in order for God to love me, then I'm just doing it to get him to love me. Uh, He's basically getting paid off. You don't have to do anything. He just what? Dies you, dies you, dies for you, dies you, tie die you. Uh, you know, died for you, dances over you with joy and singing, offers you unconditional free grace and love. You and I can refuse it, and we can't do anything to earn it because he doesn't want you to have to earn it. He wants it to be a free gift that you give back to him. You don't have to believe that, but I have not found a better worldview, to be quite honest. That is such a cool setup. (laughs) Because otherwise, the relationship is paid off. I want my wife to not have to be married to me. I want her to freely choose to be with me. Does that make sense? See why codependency just doesn't work when you need each other. It's not love. So, did we see it with a banquet? You guys all saw it. So, ready? Here's the crazy thing. Is it worth the risk? In the midst of the pain, probably not going to feel that. But in the midst of the joy and the love, is it worth the risk? Yeah, because it's what at that point? It's real. He loved you and I while we were sinners. (laughs) Did we have to do anything to be loved? No, he's just like, I love you. What? Why? Because I love you, <laughs> But I didn't do anything. Yep, you don't need to, I just love you. It's like, that, that does it even make sense. No and yes, because that's what real love is. Real love freely chooses. All right, that's our free will talk. How are we doing? We all right? That was a really thick hour. That was actually like 45 minutes on free will. It's the best shot I can offer you. I, I appreciate what Lewis does here okay that's a lot of thinking and a lot of talk it's really only going to make sense when it what when we believe it and we own it when we really trust it yeah one of the sad things that I've seen and I'll kind of end with this is that the people who push God away are often the ones who've been hurt right but the ones who've been hurt need a God to redeem and heal but they don't want Trust him. That's why I banked this whole class on the trust list concept. If God's not on your trust list, will you go to him to help you redeem whatever you're in? Probably not. He's probably the only one who can really help. And that's the sad paradox that I see every day, that I've lived myself in my pain of losing a dad and having people I know and love be really hurt I want to push him away It's so like you jerk you let this happen to me but at the same time he's the one who can redeem it right? the Prempus story is perfect for this week isn't it how can you let this happen to our child and did it happen to their child yes but rather than pushing God away because of that They still, in the midst of that, tried to stay close, right? Because he's the one who can bring the healing. All right. I'm just going to be going around in circles unless you have a question. Go team. Well, we have like 12 minutes left. And I'm a little reluctant to add another thing (laughs) to today after the (coughs) warped good. And then the free will lesson, two of the heaviest hitting lessons of the semester. Right? Um, We could do something kind of light and fun for ten minutes. Does that work? Uh, Should we do Lord, liar, lunatic? That's pretty easy and fun. Yeah? Just for ten minutes? Send you on your way. We'll watch Narnia at the end of class. Does that work? Let's do it. By the way, you guys have been awesome. Great pushing back, and uh, I think someone just need to. We need spring break to go process some of this stuff. So let's do Lord, liar, lunatic. It's one paragraph. It's on page 123 in the workbook, or page 52 in the textbook. Anybody want to read out loud for the class one of the most powerful paragraphs that C.S. Lewis ever wrote? Anybody? No takers? Alright, I was like, come on, let's read this thing. This thing is so fun. And we'll just end class with this. I'll give you guys a few thoughts on it. You've probably heard this before in Life of Christ, right? I just want you to see where it is. Does that make sense? It's right here. So, I'm Trying Here to Prevent. Go for it. Uh, Page 123 in the workbook and page 52 of the textbook. Sorry. Go for it. Was and is the son of God, or else a madman, or something worse. You can shut him up for a, you can shut him up for a fool. You can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let's not come with any nonsense about his being a great human teacher. He was not left. He has not left that open to us. He did not intend to. Go on. Thank you. Well red right. Famous. Who's heard this before? But well, now we know where it is. It's right here in book two after all that stuff we just talked about, right? Which is great. We need this dude, right? We got to be like, who is this Jesus guy? Well, who does he say he is? God. (laughs) That's a big deal, right? Um, If he's not God, but he's calling himself God, what do we do with those kind of people? What did his own family call him? Cray cray, right? And what were the religious elite calling him? Demonic and blasphemous. And they killed him for it. They killed him for it, right? So what do we do with this? Well, let's just start here for a few quick minutes. Who says Jesus is a great moral teacher, but not God? Well, how about this? Who says he's a great moral teacher and God? Generally speaking, most Christians will say that. So who says he's a great moral teacher, but not God? Who? Who? Atheist, do they say it? Yeah, the friendly atheist dude, he loved Jesus. Loved him as a teacher. right? How about Muslim? Yeah, prophet. He's a great prophet. Jewish? Well, they say he's a good teacher, but not God. Yeah, they killed him because he was a great teacher, but he wasn't God. And he said he was God. How about Buddhists? Yeah, Hindus. Yeah, Who are you guys? <laughs> By the way, if you read about Jesus... You're gonna call him a bad teacher? What's your standard? Like they they it's an awesome sermon on the mount, love your neighbor as yourself, the golden rule stuff. Like, he's a great teacher. Period. He used all those little stories. Like it's really great. Prodigal son story, super famous, right? So was he a good teacher? Yes. So ready? You're all in college, and it's freshman year of college. So Everybody imagine your freshman year of college, and you decide you could be at any secular schools have classes on the Old Testament as well. So you're in a class on Christian Old Testament, Biblical Old Testament tradition, okay? And the teacher's really awesome. So you're like, rate my teacher. Awesome teacher. And you're Facebooking about your really cool teacher. And you're like, you're writing notes to your teacher because your teacher's changing your life. And like, this teacher's really amazing. So are we good? So you're in college. Awesome professor. Yes? On the Bible. And so the professor walks in one day just before Thanksgiving He's like, you guys, thanks for the notes. I got some flowers the other day. I was really, really appreciate it. That's cool, you know, and I appreciate the rape right, my teacher, I whatever, you guys, thanks, thanks. Hey, I, I, I'm going to let you in on something here, okay? I know we've been talking about this Yahweh God in the Bible, right? Right? The, they called him Father back in the day, right? So he's a Father-type God to the Jewish nation. They call him Yahweh, the name that we will not say, right? And uh, he did the whole creating everybody and um, help with the plagues, right? Set them free with the plagues. And the fire from heaven, that was Yahweh, right, guys? Come on, you guys track in? So I just want, one of the reasons why I'm such a good teacher is when you see me, you see Yahweh. (laughs) I and Yahweh, we're one. How would it be going in class? Like, let's say this was Wheaton College. Would that work? Oh, no, no, I, but the teacher says, no, no, I am. I am the I am. I am He. Now, why am I using those phrases? Because they came from who? Yeah. Jesus. He said these things, <laughs> right? He's calling himself God. Would you stay in that class? Nope. Would they keep him as a professor? Like, you guys, what if Jeff Brooks? God on chapel stage. and says, one of the reasons why you guys like chapel so much, and I'm such a good spiritual director at Wheaton Academy, when you see me, you see God. I'm God. Would that work? Mr. Brown's like, I'm so good at at teaching doctrine because I wrote it. I am God. Would that work? So would you guys continue to call these people good teachers? You guys see what's going on? If Mr. D called himself God, might I have had a few good lessons? But would you still walk around calling me a good teacher? But wait, you guys, 90% of the world says that Jesus is a good teacher, but he's not God. But he called himself God. How could he be a good teacher? Do we do that with uh, Martin Luther King Jr. was a good teacher? And what if he found that one sermon where he called himself God? What would happen to his legacy and reputation? Would he still have had a great speech about a dream? Yes, but would we be like, yeah, We'd always do what? I love that. I have a dream speech and Martin Luther King Jr. He's awesome. That whole calling himself God thing, that was a little weird. But like we'd have to do what? At least what? Couch it. Because did Gandhi call himself God? Did Moses call himself God? Did Elijah call himself God? Did anybody else call themselves God? All these other great teachers. No. No great teacher is still great after they call themselves God and then get killed for it it's not like he's like oh, oops that slipped out right like they killed him for it because he wouldn't give up the whole premise got it so what so I got two things for you as we wrap it up today and I want to show you um, a little video clip from Narnia here to wrap up class But you guys, I don't let people off the hook. I'm nice about it. I'm loving and kind and honoring. But when an atheist says to me, Oh, I love Jesus. He's awesome. I'm like, Oh, cool. I'm so glad you like Jesus. He's a great teacher, isn't he? And then I do this. Hey, did you know? Or a Buddhist or a Hindu. I had a Muslim dude say that Jesus was great, but not God. I'm like, real quick. Did you know that he called himself God? And what two responses will I get? What's the first one I usually get? what? He called himself God? <laughs> like, uh, yes, yeah, several times. That's why they killed him. What? <laughs> yeah. And then the conversation just kind of changes usually, because they have a lot to think about now, don't they? <laughs> right. Or they get what? What do I get? No, no I didn't. I'm like, uh, yeah, he did. Like, no, 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 he didn't. That was just what? What are the two oppositions? Hitchens and Dawkins and all these people, they attack this argument. What's the attack against it, just real quick? That he never what? Said it. Yeah, he never actually said it. Did you read the Bible? If you haven't read the Bible, then you probably will say that. But if you read the Gospels, did he say it? That's why they killed him. Like The story doesn't make sense if he never said it. Does that make sense? So then what do they have to say about that? Well, he never said it, but the people who wrote the Bible had him say it. Why would they do that? Does that make sense? What's going on there? And if you want to go down that route, that's fine. Hey, real quick, though, you guys catch this uh, If the people who wrote the Bible down are changing what Jesus said, does that make him a good teacher anymore? What's the other option? Not that he never said it. He never what? Existed. It's all fable, and fantasy. He was never real. Does that one hold up to water? <clears throat> the Case for Christ is a great example of a journalist who was sick of all this Jesus stuff. He was just like, this is so stupid. right? So he's like, I'm going to go research it and just put it to rest. <laughs> the movie's coming out. What does Trouble do? Working for a high-end company as a journalist, a professional journalist, he uses evidence to put out truth, right? He goes to go debunk the Jesus thing, and in the process of trying to prove it wrong, what does he realize? All the evidence is actually really for it. <laughs> he was a real dude who walked around. The, the stuff that was written down is really authentic. It's not a fairy, fairy tale or a fantasy. Now, does it read like one? Well, that's what we're going to talk about the rest of the class. Yeah, it reads like one, but it's actually what? True. Right. Interesting. The last piece on that one, though, is you guys. If we're going to put it in the category of Gandalf or Harry Potter, do you understand what we're doing as a human race? We mark our calendar on some fantasy character. Really? We build cathedrals for Gandalf? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> That'd be like making, you know, big churches that worship Superman. No wonder the atheists call us what? Crazy. Well, I'll have to, we'll pick up here. The Narnia clip has Professor talking with these guys and it gives the whole Lord Liar Lunatic argument right there in the Narnia clip. It's super fun. guys have a great spring break. Bless you. Nice job today. Awesome questions. Cheers.